0: To a 9 to 5.cc podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System, where we talk about all of the important things, like Wimbledon, you know, that is not happening. We also talk about that the playoffs are happening in the NHL, and for some reason, baseball is also happening, despite Wimbledon not happening. Uh, we talk about John Decompressing, we talk about the Ninth, ga- ninth Gate again, uh, we finally get around to talking about some of the best hangover movies uh, ever made, uh, we talk about knives out and we finally get around to picking John's brain about what he thought about 2019's production of cats spoilers he did not enjoy it um also this week we are proud to mention that garbage time is back we missed the last episode due to uh, some technical difficulties but there is a garbage time episode for you on the patreon page uh, it's not advertised on there you're the only special person who hears about it uh, but if you go to patreon.com slash nine to five cc and subscribe at any level three dollars or above you will be able to access 90s garbage time where we uh, slash me give scott and john a special vocabulary test based on the alien versus predator books that's right for you at garbage time on patreon.com slash nine to five cc now enjoy the rest of the NES. Well, Lord,
1: London well they're the ones who took out the insurance
2: policy against for wimbledon
0: <laughs> oh yeah that was the best where they were just like they, yeah wimbledon wimbledon had an insurance policy on it so when yeah. COVID canceled wimbledon they were fine i was trying to it had remember actual
2: pandemic policy
0: yeah they like they, they checked the box for like 500 dollars extra a year or whatever for <laughs> well, <a> pandemic <laughs> when are you gonna 500? use this it? <laughs> it was it
1: was something like eight hundred thousand dollars a year
0: yeah, and made, and
1: what did they make off of it? How many like millions? Like, they the
0: cup. Co- yeah, they covered Wimbledon. They like yeah. they did not lose money by not having Wimbledon. <laughs> like they, that's that that would be like I don't know how long does Wimbledon run? Like it's fucking tennis. Who knows? A weekend.
2: That's no, like a weekend.
1: Yeah, but I feel people that... people spend months. a weekend playing tennis. Yeah, whole it's weekend. It's three. It's four it's tournaments. Long, I mean. Wimbledon. I'm making fun of it on purpose, but isn't it the longest-running kind of professional sport? Doesn't like people played tennis in the 1500s, right?
2: I mean, it's a big deal. It gets like global coverage. It's
0: huge. Big four. What is I'm saying? What's Wimbledon attendance? Wimbledon attendance 2019. But I was thinking about um, the people who insured. Like, didn't like Daylo insure her ass? Was it her legs <clears throat> one of them one of them tina turner insured her legs okay there you go yeah. wimbledon uh so it's the 13 days of the all yes yeah, so it's not a weekend it's 13 days it's almost 13. two weeks yeah, held that yeah the Wimbledon Championships held annually over the course of thirteen days at oh, they, they the they All love, like, England Lawn Tennis Croquet Club in Wimbledon has a grand total of five hundred thousand three hundred ninety seven visitors in 2000. yeah. And I was
1: totally wrong. It was the eighteen fifties yeah. that tennis was invented, and it was like an adaptation of another game. I guess they didn't quite have the ball technology <laughs> down,
0: and, and the and first the bouncy ball tech,
1: yeah. Think about mm-hmm. it. Like, how are you going to make a tennis ball that isn't rubber-based,
0: like, <laughs> solid rubber, and just killing people?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like a medicine
1: ball. And and but, the first like
2: ten days of Wimbledon are all the unranked people trying to earn their way into the tournament. It's not even televised. No one cares. Yeah, but well, all, all the ranked people, all the ranked people, like get buys into the tournament, and then there's a bunch of spaces for unranked players to.
0: Try to clap. Yeah, but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say, but it's still part of the event. Like that's like saying, like, oh, like Oshiaga at noon doesn't matter. You're like, no, it's still if you're gonna go and you're not gonna watch the big bands at noon, but like, but there's they're not people you're going there to see. Yeah, exactly. They're not the people you paid the ticket for. But I'm like, there's people in the stands. I'm sure at the early days of Wimbledon. So I'm sure it's not packed when like Federer's fighting. You know, in a tennis fight, Federer's is <laughs> fighting another another big tennis player. I know <laughs> the tennis player's name, and it's Roger Federer. <laughs>
2: Fed- Federer's not there, though. They get by Is it sometimes. Agassi?
0: Is he playing yeah, Agassi? No, I know, but I'm saying. But if I bought my like 13 day pass to see Roger Federer play Pete Agassi. Sampras, yeah. Pete Sampras with the 40 years earlier, <laughs> knocking over tennis, knock, knocking over orange juice. Um, but yeah, you're you're going for the you buy your. I'm sure if you somehow bought like a two week pass for whatever twenty thousand dollars or whatever it must cause you're going for the weekend, but you're going to go and watch like the prelims. You're not going to,
1: we're, we're all laughing about this, but the prize money up for grabs at Wimbledon in 2017 was 31 million pounds. Shoot. Okay. That's, those are big boy monies. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's $40 million. That's a shitload for one, one little
0: two week tournament. You Gary don't P- even
2: play the whole two weeks if you're winning it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's you
2: play the weekends. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that's true of like a bunch of things, right? Like the like the double IHF. Like they have like international hockey tournaments all throughout the year, and you're like, what are these for? And you're like, oh right, Canada has accumulated so many international hockey points, they don't even need to worry about qualifying tournaments for like the double IHF. Like tournament, Canada just has a forever invitation because they finish top three every time. So it's hmm. like it's the same deal at Wimbledon. Like you don't need to like qualify in; you just have your your ranking points from like previous years and stuff. So apparently, to watch a guaranteed ticket to say to see big names play on the center court to watch the like literally this is just the finals uh, can run about six thousand three hundred dollars for a single ticket to watch the finals in Wimbledon. That's that's crazy. That's just, like, rich assholes yep. only. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the... Who the fuck's the... going to
1: spend six grand on
0: one evening's tennis match? People Pen- People yeah.
1: give no fucks. Halliburton. People,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, when Team Canada made it to the gold medal game uh, at in, in Vancouver, the tickets were going for, like, ten grand, I want to say, or something like that, like... Holy crap, was that expensive. Like, and yeah, I guess whatever Canadian Halliburton is. Tim Hortons? Like yeah. I feel. Bell. <laughs> yeah. Bell media Rogers, definitely Rogers. George like,
2: Trombolopoulos.
0: <clears throat> yeah, probably George Trombolopoulos. And I mean like he was alive at the time, like the all of the tragically hit. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of Arcade Fire. <laughs> they just took up a whole section. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, so yeah, insurance policies on Wimbledon. Smart. Mm -hmm. Real smart, Wimbledon. (laughs) Almost uh, too smart. Oh, no. 5G Wimbledon. I don't know. Something conspiracy. It's there. It's there if you go read between the lines. Uh, What I think, I'm trying to, I've, I've, obviously only time will tell, but I'm trying to think about like stuff that will not come back, like institutions or whatever. Like, that just won't make it. Like Small and medium businesses. Yeah, but I'm in, like, events. A lot of small businesses. I think that's, like, a blanket thing. But, like, like, will there be no more, like, like, will certain, like, NASCAR tracks shut down or whatever where you're just sort of, like... Or entire game. sports. Is
1: it possible this would kill the league that supports, I don't know, not the Grey Cup or something? Yeah, maybe, maybe this is the wrong time of year for it. But, like, if, if you had a whole year with no CFL games, would the CFL go bankrupt? Possibly. Possibly. Women- Women's hockey. Right. Women's basketball. Women, ah,
0: joke's on you. Women's hockey closed down before pandemic. Did it? <laughs> the, the, uh, the WNHL did, yeah. Ouch. Like, like, almost a year before. And there was a whole, I don't know what, the, I don't I really don't know what's going to happen with women's hockey because that's crazy. Because there was the WNHL um, folded at the end of the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other, or the, or the CWHL. The WNHL still exists, but like, Due to a bunch of like labor things, or whatever, like pretty much the top 100 best women in hockey, like pointedly did not play last season as kind of like a big uh, f u, like as a big f u to just like the complete the complete disparity of wages and like complete nonsense that goes on at that level, especially because well, just... they wanted a
2: a, a CBA uh, collective bargaining agreement yeah. that would yeah. allow them to play professionally, yeah solely like as their sole source of income
0: yeah Hmm. and with with various like either like partnerships with teams or partnerships with the NHL there's like a million different things but they were just like they're like yo, we're like world-class pro star athletes and we all need second jobs (laughs) like it's just like you're like it's a it's a weird thing that's happening right now and everybody's like nobody would watch and they're like well we've done various studies and people will watch (laughs) like you know Mm -hmm. like we're not saying we're gonna be bringing NHL money, but living wages doesn't seem insane. <laughs> like you know, so
1: I, I mean, almost think women's hockey might have an edge to be more interesting if there's way less hitting and there's way more like super finesse playing I'm just I'm saying that as somebody who doesn't know what he's talking about.
2: But there's there's no hitting, it's not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So does it not does it not make a good hockey product to watch? I feel like that would be great. It's different. Yeah. It's
0: um, it's not – well I mean, just just overall, it's it's not as fast because you can't end – and not just necessarily because they can't skate as fast, but because you can't end a play in a check. Right. right? You can't, yeah, like, right. see a guy in a corner and go, like, I'm going to go full speed into that corner yeah. with no problem. You need to, like, approach with making some kind of a play instead of just smashing into yeah, the opposition. Uh, yeah. A lot more passes, obviously, as a result, because, like, you you can't just sort of, like – you can't hit a person off the puck and as a result, you can't necessarily sort of hold your ground. So if like someone's just sort of like crowding your area, it almost looks like that. Like like you end up with like a basketball-esque situation where you're like, when you have someone crowding your space, you pass as opposed to just sort of like smashing into each other, which happens a lot in men's hockey. Like, but a big
1: oh, passing game, you don't get to see all kinds of crazy plays back and forth. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's like I said, it's almost a different sport yeah. when you remove that element of it. And like whether or not that's a, a better or worse thing, it depends on, on what, what parts of the game you like. Like there's absolutely super cool plays that happen in women's hockey. You're not gonna see giant checks. Like
2: Or, or Zadino Chara, Ben Bishop giant players.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that that's always that and that's always I think the big uh the big thing where you're just sort of like women couldn't play against men. I'm like, yeah, well even like I said, it was like there's that Wickenheiser quote, right? Where she's like, I can't I couldn't take a body check from a professional NHL player. She's like, I'm one of the best like women hockey players of all time. And my body would just not withstand a like 200 plus pound guy going full speed on skates and crushing me into the wall. That's not like our body types are different. (laughs) You know, like, could I score on an NHL goalie? Probably, but that's not the game. (laughs) You know, like the game involves big burly dudes and trying to knock your head off with their shoulders. Like for years. Yeah, exactly. Professionally, at, a, at an incredibly high velocity. See Paul Correa's career. Yo. Eric, Eric Lindros? I mean, Eric Lindros was at least six six. Yeah, but he still had his career ended real quick. Yep. <laughs> he was on the other end of that. Well, Marty St. Louis made a go of it. He was tiny. He did, but I'm sure he sore every day now. <laughs> every single day. Uh, we should talk about hockey. We, we didn't really talk about hockey because Scott wasn't on the show last time. And the, uh, the hockey started and finished for the Montreal Canadiens over the course of the last two or three episodes. So,
2: Yeah. Uh, the Philadelphia I'm, Flyers have eliminated the Montreal Canadiens. I do First round of the playoffs. Whatever. In a
0: more competitive series than I had anticipated, mind you. Like, well, I, in a
2: more competitive series in that Carey Price and Shea Weber played well and the canadians could not score.
0: Right. But then but then subsequently like most of the time held the flyers off the board as well, right? Like it was like it was one of those like
2: where yeah, was... Carey Price had a, a ridiculous 1.73 save percentage yeah, and a like, 936. save. There was going 1.73 GAA and a 936 save percentage.
0: Yeah. Well, and ignoring ignoring the game he got pulled, Carter Hart's numbers were very similar. Right. Like Carter Hart was also on his head, like for the, I mean, for not for lack of the Montreal having any sort of offensive talent to really test Carter Hart, Carter Hart, like they were putting shots on net and Carter Hart was also standing on his head.
1: Did you listen
2: did you listen to puck soup this week? Uh, yes. About how the Philadelphia was irate that Montreal put their top power play. Unit oh yeah. That college.
0: was such garbage. <laughs> I had heard about that as it happened. Get out of here, Philadelphia, you liars. And I also, oh my God. One, one, the you Montreal power play unit is not super
2: elite. Two,
0: they, <laughs> they didn't, didn't score. score. They never score. They have a terrible power play. Wait, so set the stage for the listeners and John. Uh-huh. If you will. All right. So... It's game three of the playoffs. Game two. two. Game two. Uh,
2: Montreal Kennedy. has Montreal has run away with the, the game on the emotional fuel of their head coach leaving the bubble with chest pains, having to go in for heart surgery. Mm-hmm. Associate coach comes in and says, Gotta to, got to win one for the, the old man. Mm-hmm. So they're fired up, they go in, they light up Philadelphia. Towards the end of the game. Basically a blowout. It's all but done. Philadelphia You're gets a- four nothing up
0: five nothing. Like, yeah. like it's done. Like there's like a couple minutes left. You're not coming back from a five goal deficit. Period. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's five nothing. Philadelphia gets a penalty. Montreal has a struggling power play. They put out their top power play unit, thus breaking the unwritten code of not piling on. So Philadelphia claims They're just like, how dare you? How dare you do that to us? How dare you embarrass us in our loss?
0: Yeah, it's insulting insulting to put out your top line when you're already winning.
2: They also um, stop the top line from scoring. And Montreal's (laughs) top line is... mm, Nobody. Nobody. Like, there's (laughs) no one of consequence. It's not like they put Sidney Crosby or Crosby. Is that serious?
0: We have no top line? Basically. We, okay. we have Nick Suzuki and some sometimes other people that play good.
2: Like no one who's was close to scoring thirty goals this season. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: ouch. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. that's it. Like like we 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 have um, we have a bunch of reasonably good third to second line players, and like we no, kind of
2: no forward on the team has will come reasonably close to sniffing an All Star game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: And Philadelphia was irate. And they're like, that's bulletin board material. We're gonna we're gonna remember what you've done to us. <laughs> Get
0: out of here. Oh uh, yes. Okay. So so stupid. Uh but yeah, but then but it basically immediately called on it though. Like everyone was like, What? Like apparently even even like the non-homer like Philly blogs were just like Vigno is trying to like rally up the Vigneau is the, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers coach. Like, Vigno's trying to, like, I guess, rally his own guys to be like, yo, they insulted us or whatever else like that. But they're like, everybody with the clue like knows that Montreal has no business, like has no top line, has no elite forwards. Mm-hmm. Has no, like, they put out yeah, guys who could maybe make it 6-0, but A, didn't, and B, are not a good power play in any measure. <laughs> like, uh, this is the best. Next nice. Suzuki looked real good though. It was but,
2: him and, and Yes Barry looked looked good. The rest of the team Well
0: oh, and uh, and and then uh, fourth line hero uh Armia.
2: <laughs> I mean it was made for the playoffs though.
0: Yeah. He's that
2: guy. But man, if 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 wins were counted by how many times you hit the post
0: Oh no, oh, no, 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 dude! If if it was somehow illegal to score a goal, uh, bouncing it off of another player, like an opposing team player, like you mean I counted easily like four, four at least goals in that playoff series that went in off a of hab, like Bencherat, and also and many times Bencherat, <laughs> <Like>, always Bencherat, <laughs> like oh brutal! I'm like just just dive out of the way, Ben. I don't know when you're trying to block the shot or whatever, but like. Philadelphia Flyer player takes shot, bounces, like, perfectly banks off of Ben Chirot's skate mid-stride, redirects, and goes past Carey Price. Carey Price is like, what is happening? It's like, I took a shot, it hit my own defenseman's shoe, <laughs> and, then, and then bounced in past me. Uh, must must be absolutely infuriating. And then uh, we found out that Brendan Gallagher is not a man, he's a machine. Like He broke his... He got his jaw
2: broken and then found Well, it he already
0: him. needed hip surgery, apparently, going into playoffs. Yeah. Like, going into the the bubbles, they were like, he needed hip surgery. It was not, uh like, not, like, career-threatening or whatever. And, like, he had the choice of he could get the surgery or he could go and play with the team and then get the surgery. And he still opted for it. And, like, the whole entire playoff run, people were like, well, like, Brennan Gallagher's not his self. And I was like, yeah, the dude – He's playing at like 75-80% because the 75-80% Brendan Gallagher is better than most of the other options the Habs have. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> Period. Uh, and then he get takes a cross check to the face at the end of game five. Yep. Like his mouth just starts like pouring blood all over the place. Possibly lost teeth. He keeps like wiping it out and keeps like spitting blood. Plays a shift with his lips red like Joker like from actual blood cuz it's just not stops bleeding is yelling at the refs the whole time yelling at the flyers the whole time and still playing hockey and then they're like the next day they were like oh yeah he had a CT scan and he has a broken jaw I was like holy crap can you imagine just the weird mental space to be like I'm going to continue playing the sport of hockey with the amount of pain that is going on on your face and your mouth is just pissing blood and you're like no put me on the ice coach like I was like, go home. I, was like, I felt like watching it. I was like, Brendan, go see a doctor. Like, stop yelling at people. Like, he like, was still agitating the entire time. Like, between every shift, probably because he was in pain and fired up, between almost every shift, you saw him, like, hanging over the edge of the bench and yelling at the flyer's bench and yelling at the shifts. I was like, go see a doctor, man. Like, I get it. You're mad. But, like, your, your bleeding face needs attention more than just, like, patting it with a towel every couple seconds to try to stop blood from pouring out of your mouth.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a- eating with a straw for
0: yeah. and in getting yeah. hip surgery yep. that was his the 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 what do you call it um, he had like a TikTok going into the going into the bubble where there's like that weird little like nursery rhyme song that plays in the Hunger Game and it's just like him and like filming the team and whatever else like that going into the bubble playing the Hunger Games theme song <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh Brendan Gallagher that's, that's too dark yep. <laughs> Too weird. But, yeah, no, I mean, I um,
2: – Hockey in the Bubble has looked good. It's been entertaining on television.
0: Yeah, 100% watchable. I, uh, I haven't really watched any of the other oh, – I've seen a little bit of the baseball with the empty stands, and I feel that's weird. Yeah. It, it it really looks like a practice. It's, like, baseball <laughs> even is if, so
2: strange. I can't believe they're traveling.
0: That That's, that's what
2: crushes
1: me.
0: That's the weirdest What's part.
2: happening?
1: Major it's League Baseball. Traveling. It's normal. Baseball is just happening. Yeah
2: there's no there's no one in the stands
1: but okay. there's
2: home games there's away games and they're flying all over the country
0: Yeah and that seems supposed- like a strange choice Yep yeah, and they've messed it up twice now Miami what?
2: instantly messed it
0: up. 13, yeah, and, then, and, there was, and there was another mini
2: Florida.
0: Yeah, yeah of course. Like when when it happened, it happened a couple weeks ago, uh, and I, that was like, oh, like one of the teams like messed things up, and there was like an entire outbreak on the team. I went to Sarah. I was like, without knowing anything about baseball, so, which team was it? She's like, Florida, <laughs> and I was like, but there's two teams. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she didn't get. Was it the? Miami. Okay, it was Miami. Yeah.
2: 13 of them went out clubbing the night before uh, a road trip. So they they went out clubbing. They flew to Philadelphia. And then the Yankees were supposed to come in and play Philadelphia after that series. And they're like, we're not going into that clubhouse. That was (laughs) canceled. Yep. They're just like, nope.
0: Yeah, I guess that's, I think that's got to be the big, like, we talked to earlier about just sort of like what's gonna get cancelled and stuff. Like everybody's like, when does the next season of the NHL start up? And I was like, I'm probably I was like, probably they're gonna stall it for quite a bit because they do wanna have people in arenas. Like, but it's weird because they were saying that it was like there's like a weird thing that happened that, that or that is going to happen to the NBA and the NHL, which is they have taken it really seriously with these enclosed bubbles and all that stuff. So if the like the global situation doesn't change in two or three months, they can't be like now we're back on back in business and traveling. And you're like, no, but we we didn't do that <laughs> like two months ago. And on top of that, too, they're saying that uh, as as per what I've heard, um, Trudeau is not interested in opening the borders, making special exceptions for hockey teams to travel. So you're like, that's seven teams that are just not. <laughs> going to allow mm-hmm. I, no, the here's,
2: here's the thing I think what's going to happen with the NHL they're going to play divisional play
0: maybe like, mini bubbles gonna, like, you, yeah. just, like you, you you run your you run your, your eight game series or whatever like uh, you,
2: you do, redo the whole schedule so you play like half your games against divisional rivals
0: why not and then you make a little if they did that smart right Mm-hmm. And they would make uh, like team, like, um, but the thing is, they, they the big issue there is you couldn't tell guys to go into a bubble for ten months.
2: No, but they would be playing against the same players and traveling less, right? And you can have like, okay, so these three teams are going to go to Ottawa and they're going to play their six games against each other together. Then they'll all get tested after.
0: Oh, like uh, they'll do like like, like roller derby. Kinda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like basically how roller derby weekend tournaments show up. So like Toronto yeah. and Montreal will go,
2: yeah, Toronto and Montreal will go to Ottawa. They'll each play their six games. Yeah. You know, two against each team. They'll yep. all get tested before, they'll stay there, they'll do it, then they'll travel home.
0: Yeah. Do a week on, week off kind of deal. Actually yeah. what would be smart would be like a, if you could do like a week on of like pretty intense and then like two weeks off because then you're in like – because you're back with your family and you would know if you, anybody got it <laughs> before like the next group, right? Like you'd have that that like a, a decompressing bubble. And it would never be like a week of no hockey because those, would be, those weeks would be staggered. So you'd have hockey every week, but even though teams would be having like week on, week off or whatever the heck. Yep. Maybe. I don't know.
2: I think that's the, the best way to do it. And also like if one or two players do catch it, you don't have to trace down
0: the entire league,
2: 30, 31 teams. And yeah. Be like, okay, these two guys are off and we'll, you know, we'll put them in the bye weeks that we've set up for, um, postponed games.
0: I dig it. I could get I, into it.
2: I put thought into this. And plus you get great divisional rivalry games.
0: Yeah. You'd end up with like mini playoff series every time a team came to town. Right. Like,
2: I mean, baseball, when they play, they play three or four games in a row when you go to town.
0: Hmm.
1: I think that can that can work. That even be might more might be more fun.
0: Well, yeah, because yeah, like like that that cheap shot from the first game, everybody is the same people.
1: We're <laughs> coming back at it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, that's
0: it. Like, oh, you face washed me like yesterday, and then I don't need to see you for the next like two three months. It's not yeah. going to have the same sting. Now you're like, oh, I'm seeing you tomorrow, and I'm I'm, I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm Go talking over... shit
1: in the locker room tonight. Yeah, exactly. there is a
0: downside
2: to this plan, though. If if the Canadians have to play 12 games against the Detroit Red
0: Wings. Oh, no. <laughs> A team that they cannot beat for no reason. <laughs> the Detroit Red Wings go 12-0 and against the Habs, and then, and then proceed to not win anything for the rest of the year. So this year, uh, John, the mm-hmm. Detroit Red Wings uh, had one of the worst seasons in, like, definitely in recent hockey memory, but, like, in certainly salary cap era. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And but like even going far back into like certain expansion... they've had like worse teams than like certain expansion teams in like the seventies mm-hmm. like we had nobody and for some reason they went four and zero against the Habs over the year like they how many wins do they have total like eleven so, so yeah it's like something like something like eleven wins in seventy games and four of them are against the Montreal Canadiens hmm. uh, unacceptable just how that team had. The Habs number, like and then they didn't even get a top pick. What did they pick? Third? Yep. Like they didn't even they didn't win the lottery for first and they dropped two spots. So they're picking third overall despite that awful season. Awesome. Um I mean that's why it's a lottery. Sometimes
2: you can buy a hundred tickets to that raffle and you don't win the car.
0: Yeah, well, I, I find that that's what everybody needs to be reminded of, and they were just sort of like, what's even the point if a team that's in one of the playoff rounds could pick overall? They're like, because this is what we agreed to. Mm-hmm. We agreed that the seventh-place team or whatever had a 2.5% chance of winning the first overall pick. That's not zero. We agreed that it wasn't going to be zero. <laughs> you know, like, so 2.5% chance will eventually come up. You know, like, it's, it's a long shot, but it's not a 0% chance. So if it happens, you can't be like so unfair that Detroit didn't pick first. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, that's how a lottery works. Uh, John, what's been going on? What's been going on with you? You're uh, in your, your sabbatical. Your, I sure. Uh... am so <laughs> far.
1: There's been limited pressure to get work done. I'm still kind of in the, in the taking taking time to myself and enjoying it. Like if mm-hmm. you had a whole bunch of weeks off, you might, you might book yourself a couple at the start to just kind of relax and, Mm -hmm. bum around How's that going? Are you? you... It's been pretty good. I spent a whole bunch of time up at the the, the Delec Manor seeing family and stuff, which was good. Like what I really wanted was to see nobody and to like disconnect from the universe and, and, and like come back refreshed. So I didn't really get that, but it's still nice to see everybody. Mm -hmm. We, um, it was like a constant source of stress over how, how do we handle visitors? How do we, you know, like, they've come from Toronto, you want them to have a good time, you don't want to live and share their space, their bathroom, or, you know, like, yeah, just yeah. preparing food, you know, like, how do
0: you handle that? Yeah, it's really tough. Really tough. Yeah, I think, I think, honestly, like, it's, it's uh, having, we have had a couple of people up to the cottage with us. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like, food plans in advance. <laughs> like yeah, cool. where we're just sort of like, what is this? Like one of like, we'll buy the food and prepare the food or whatever. And then just also, I mean, I think it's also a question of, I guess, uh, picking your associations, mm-hmm. right? Where you're just like, yeah, I mean, no offense, Scott, but Scott, you're scary. Scott, you work at the hospital. Scott, you take public transportation every day. Oh, and he's so just this. He's rubbing d- his d- <laughs> beard. Exactly. That's
2: the good stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's it. I do I'm not.
2: Like, I do not take public transportation every day. No. Yeah. Really do you walk? Much. I walk.
1: Oh man, that's got to be good for you, though. <laughs> that's that's a whole whole lot of hiking.
0: Why wow. would you flex your arms from walking? How are you? How are you? I don't <laughs> know if you know how
1: that works, Scott. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we need to do some more weight resistance.
0: Classes. I was like, I do handstands and I walk.
1: How <laughs> <laughs> no, I do it, man? You
2: you can wash your hands. You can't wash your shoes. It's not wrong. Not wash your, you walk on your hands, and then you put a little alcohol on them. And you're good. <laughs>
1: Scott, last week I did a movie review that I wanted to talk to you about because I feel like it was one of your favorites, or at least oh, we God. watched it together three or four times. It Was *The Ninth Gate*? Do you remember that oh, movie?
2: I fucking love that movie.
1: Yeah. Why? When was the last time you why? watched it? Like, let's think about it. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't. It was not that <laughs> within, good a movie. <laughs> within the last year, I've watched mm-hmm. the *Ninth Gate*.
2: Yeah. And I did um, too. I'll tell you why. It's okay. it's 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 completely. A masterclass in atmosphere. Okay. Not in plot. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the strongest script. Does not. There are some. There are some weird characters in there that are not great. But the atmosphere is outstanding.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Every every set they visit is amazing. Every. Um. Yeah, like the location scouting was outstanding. That the scoring of that movie was great. Score was outstanding. Yep. I. I-, I i I love that movie huh. we, so, like, it's it's a movie about a book that summons the devil.
0: It's and... not a spooky book.
1: I mean it, the, the thing is it it like restrained itself from going into a big special effect fest climax. you know <laughs> yeah. you could have see a lot of these movies ending with like the red skinned devil with big old horns like from legend popping up and yelling at people, and this like it doesn't do it, so it gets a lot of things right, but it gets a lot of things wrong also, and it does – I don't know. I feel like it's a total goddamn mess, and I'm, like, astonished that I enjoy watching it as much as I do.
2: Every time I enjoy watching it. Yeah. It's, again, I think the main character is kind of stoic, and he's kind of just along for the ride. And He's kind of really weird pathetic
1: and, and lame, you know? And I kind of think Johnny Depp is enjoying playing a kind of pathetic, lame, sch- schmo- like, a slimy, schemy kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: He's, he's not heroic and he doesn't do anything particularly brave.
0: Nope. Uh, he gets played by everyone over and over. John, John held off on ranking this. I did. In order to, uh, um, as commiserate with, (laughs) with Scott, uh, do you guys want to rank it? Do you like, because I feel that I feel that Scott's reaction is telling me that he's going to throw some nostalgia points into it harder than John would. Probably a little bit it's harder. Not even
2: uh, points. It's not even nostalgia points, man. No? I, I saw it. Like I said, within the last year.
0: Yeah, but it's there, uh, there's
2: a lot of things that are done right in it. The the, the script is, I guess, the biggest hindrance to it because it goes uh, hard and like almost every horror movie. It's got like a horror movie script that's not directed like a horror movie. It kind of ends awkwardly. We should really
0: watch The Omen. We talked about that last week too. Yeah. Yeah. want like is that that was we were that came up again while we were t- while we were I was hanging out with Walter and like it was that same thing. Hold right? like, on, we're going to finish ranking this thing. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was assuming that Scott was skimming through the list and I was trying. I am skimming on. through
1: yeah. the list. <laughs> cover in
0: the air. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. With with the Omen, where you're just sort of like it makes uh it, it makes a, a kind of a, a what would have been a normal horror movie just sort of almost like like exemplary is because you have Gregory Peck just like not phoning it in and taking the role really seriously. So you're like, well, this is, I'm watching a really serious movie that also doesn't become a giant effects fest or whatever. So just like anchors it, like I guess in this one where Scott is saying like on like atmosphere and tone and whatever, the I omen mean, like anchors on one really good okay, act.
1: It does, it does get good tone and it does create a spooky atmosphere, but it really never comes together very well. Like the, the end of the movie, does not conclude people's stories, you know, except for one of them. And except even then, yeah. You know. I
2: don't know. I, I feel like characters are there, setting is, is very, very there. It's just plot, it's that's wonky. Okay. So um, I'm looking I'm looking at number fifty one, Annihilation.
0: Okay. Annihilation's very good.
2: It is, but it's also Unsatisfyingly
1: ended.
0: I mean, but. So, but I,
1: I thought Annihilation had a much better
0: ending than uh, the Ninth Gate. Yeah. I was saying that's also that's also 30 spots above Sleepaway Camp, which has the best ending of <laughs> any movie ever. Of any Yes, that's but it has no atmosphere made.
2: or acting or, or <laughs> plot. It's, it's got that one paragraph of script. That's that's amazing.
0: <laughs> it just knocks it out of the park. Uh, All right, if oh, we scroll oh, down a little bit. Five points above it, Mighty it,
2: Ducks. If we scroll down a little bit, I'm 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 not immune to your your critiques of this. At number fifty-eight, we have a quiet place.
0: Similar,
1: I would I could see yeah. that. Yep, yeah, has has quality, but also has very large flaws. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually kind of okay with this area. My fondness does permit it to go this high, and I and I really don't like Ready Player One
0: or Episode Seven. I could, uh, me per- personally, I, having seen maybe Ninth Gate once in yeah. my life, uh, and it from being, I guess, around the similar time, I can't see it getting past sneakers, which is just a little lower than where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> Cause sneakers comes together real well. It really does. <laughs> like if we're, if we're going to look at like, and sneakers <clears throat> has acting plot and comes together. Right. Real and this well. somehow ends up on top of baby driver and baby driver was so good. Yeah, baby driver's a music video though like yeah but uh, it was a good music video <laughs> a lot of movies don't even do do that good <laughs> that is true you uh, know what
2: maybe baby, baby driver is oddly comparable though what? a lot of to, to the ninth gate
1: oh man okay you justify. A lot of look
2: a lot of look a lot of feel a lot of like this this is this is appealing to sit down and stare at even though if I start to think about it a little too much it it, it doesn't really. Huh. The Legos don't really fit together anymore.
1: Hmm. Baby okay. Driver has a
2: has a better ending, but the whole third act of Baby Driver, you are kind of like, oh, what? Uh, yeah, okay, this is weird.
0: And I, well, mean, I guess, I would guess have... also isn't Ninth Gate also related like a Roman Polanski situation? It so is you know? a Roman
1: Polanski movie. We didn't even yeah, mention yeah, that it. one time.
0: So you have to kind of you think, like you lose those same points that Baby Driver loses with Kevin Spacey, where you are like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to knock down. Well, then we're in the exact right spot because we should be
1: putting this just on top of Steven Spielberg at
0: sixty-five.
1: <laughs> I would. I would rather. Watch than, I don't know. I would
2: rather watch this than Ready Player One.
1: Yeah, me too. Any day, I, but I, but I would... that's because Ready Player One is way too high on this list. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I would probably. You
2: know what? It, at number sixty-six, Wonder Woman's there, and that's a similar thing.
1: Yeah, looks pretty
2: good. You're, yep. you're kind of down for staring at it. Don't then... think about it.
0: <laughs> same, like the, that. This is this is 100% the like the the, the fun. Don't think about it. Zone, yeah. right? Like top Top Gun is in the same boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you're like super fun. You're like, what's it about? You're like, I don't know. Russian. Even even the Kenneth <laughs> Branagh Murder on the Orient Express totally fits that, that yeah. mold. You
1: know, like fun yeah. to look at, kind of dumb. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Let's have fun with it. Okay. Anyway, I'm I'm saying 64 on top of Ready Player One.
2: That's good with me. I like it. All
1: right. We might save this for garbage time, but the other one that I watched was The Quick and the Dead. And I know, Scott, you watched that many a time as well. Mm -hmm. Is that not on the list?
2: I
0: don't think that it is. Ah, That's a top shooter. No, it's not. Yeah. Top shooter? Ooh. I'd have to rewatch it. it. I'd have to rewatch it. I feel that we should all... Potentially go in and, and watch that one. Maybe, right. maybe even as a team, even though John just watched it. Yeah. Uh, we have two and a half pieces of, uh, of housekeeping okay. to take care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I don't know if we're ready for it, but we've never talked about the Mount Rushmore of hangover movies that we said we were going to do, possibly at the beginning of the global pandemic.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, so, And two uh, is uh, Jellicle John went to the Jellicle Ball. Oh yeah, which is a reference to the film Cats. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> we talked about it a little bit, but we were like, "No, we should not get into it without Scott." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Scott will enjoy this too much to, to remove the enjoyment of it." Uh, and three, because Scott told us to, we all, John and I both watched The Old Guard, and we only ever, we only touched on that. We sure so did. Those are three pieces of 90s housekeeping that I'll leave it to you guys. What do you want to do with that information? <laughs>
1: Well, Robits, or not Robits, um, the
0: uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore?
1: Yeah, I don't know that I have hangover a list of pocket hangover movies with which to draw upon.
0: Well, I believe that the the, the precise is uh, Mount Rushmore of hangover movies, parentheses, movies to wait while you're waiting for tomorrow morning's Picasso's order. Right. So, <laughs> so you don't necessarily need to be hungover. I I just need to have crashed somewhere and ordered Picassos and then put on a movie.
2: (laughs) I feel like we can all come up with lists, but we will never get a Mount Rushmore on this.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: It's kind of hard to say that there's going to be best ones, you know?
0: I think, I don't know. I feel we could probably, even if we only had to like pick one and then try to come up with a consensus of one that satisfied all three of us, then we'd have a Mount Rushmore.
2: Well, I can already know which ones you're going to pick.
0: So that's... Yeah, name, name name the ones you think that are coming out of me. Heathers. Oh, yeah. Empire Records. Well, I watched it again this weekend. Empire Records.
1: Mm,
0: probably, yeah. Mallrats? No, not Mallrats.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, hackers.
0: Yeah. So we've got that three is- of your four. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm not saying that i i have a, I have a list of almost like 10 and i mean that i'm looked. pretty sure
2: you guys could guess mine without too much difficulty. Yep.
0: so but th- what i was thinking of though on the list like i will tell you one that was not necessarily on my initial list but then when i thought about it it became like a front runner for me where i was like especially if you're doing the like so it depends who you're with Right, and it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, we're all hanging out. Say we all like we all crashed out at John's place or whatever. And someone, if someone says we should put on this movie, you could have multiple people in the room say, I've never seen this movie, and you would still be right in putting it on. And everybody would have a good time, and that movie is Anastella five 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 five. Okay, dude, if you were like just like whatever, you're like, what is this? You're like. It's an hour long Daft Punk music anime video. <laughs> I like it. I
2: like, watched it with Archer uh, a lot when he was little, but
0: and and it also would be like a very very cool like just like groggy morning vibe. Like you could like wake up in the middle of it and be like what and then everyone would be like this and you'd be like yes and then you'd make a pot of coffee. <laughs> like I don't think there's like it's like the equivalent of putting on a Daft Punk album while you're just all hanging out. Like so it wasn't necessarily one that was near and dear to me, but I was like that would absolutely be a solid solid pick. To, to throw onto a group full of, like, people who had had a rough night before. Oh, hmm. I, I said, we don't necessarily need to hammer out uh, a Mount Rushmore of it, but I think to just, it's fun to maybe just do the exercise a little bit. Yep. <laughs> At yeah. least to get it off the plate, because technically it's on the plate that we said yep. we were going to do it. So
2: I would put Transformers, First Bueller. Bueller's Day Off. Um, That's a good choice. sport
0: the Replacements.
2: Oh, that's a great one. I love that movie.
0: Mm. I'm doing it for Scott oh, yeah. here. Yeah. John. All right, John. Metamorphose. Uh, Sallow. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God damn. That hurts. <laughs> Iron Man. That's a <laughs> Iron Man. I would actually watch Tetsuo the Iron Man again. That was a really no, good movie. Did you guys watch any parts of it? Just, no. just the stuff oh, I've man. seen
2: on YouTube of people talking about You should it.
1: go see clips of it. Stop this podcast and go just check out a five-minute clip of any five minutes of <laughs> Tetsuo the Iron Man. It's like crazy screaming Japanese banging drums, right. black and white metal cutting into people just for like four straight minutes. That could happen. All right. Speaking right. of – that that leads me into a yeah. good pick for you, John. Tets? Uh, Akira. Hmm. Mm. As I think, I'm I'm way more onto the like Heather's Mallrats. Um. Uh. We just said it. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like that kind of territory for me. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. My my without, like not
0: American Summer. It would be very high for me too. I uh, probably wouldn't do that one. But, but that, that zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the other things I came to when we were when we were talking about like coming up with this list was Sarah was like, "Oh, what about like." A movie, and this is—it's it's a, it's I believe, a subset of kind of what we're looking at. And I think, I guess, spoilers. We're probably not going to actually come up with four here. This is just the exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like a subset of this is the movie you put on when you've like the first time you like brought a girl home and like she's bent over and like you're kind of into her and you're like also maybe waiting for the food order. So it's like the night after you hooked up. Mm-hmm. And you're in that like that zone of like I'm into this girl. You're not trying to get rid of her or whatever, but you're like you you have a formed a like, girl. We're all three hetero guys. You're into the person that you brought home enough that you want like you're looking forward to the breakfast and thing, and you're just trying to like fill that that dead zone. And you're like I'll throw on a movie. That movie becomes like very important, mm-hmm. <laughs> like to select that movie because you're like I'm at my house. And I have to select something from my movie collection or my taste in movies to try to, like, impress uh, this person that I just brought so, home that, that I'm into. And yeah, I, I you, guys, how- you
1: guys know the answer. You know, it's like 70% of the time it works all the time. Mortal Brick. Problem. Rian Johnson. No, no. bricks. Brick is, Brick
2: Brick is brick's a, date, up there. Brick's
0: a
1: date movie. But yep. if you're, like, the morning
2: after, I say The Brothers Bloom.
0: Hmm. Brothers Bloom?
2: Yeah, I think it's a little more whimsical and less, it is that. less murdery.
1: Uh, that speaking worked. of that i did catch knives out recently we don't have to go all the way into that but i was a little disappointed i thought it was like it did it, it hit a lot of the notes right it did interesting characters it did it all but it kind of didn't all come together you think i don't know yeah and i think also like hanging a lot of the plot off of the girls vomiting was like Kind of interesting, but also kind of weird and gross. It was like a strange choice as a key plot element to the story. Sure, but I mean,
0: but it was just a. I think at the. Are we, are we abandoning the lady? The lady staying over movie thing. Are we going to circle back? Are we going to go all the way to Knives Out? Um, I'm mm-hmm.
2: saying the Brothers Bloom is my my, my choice for that. Also, I, I would mm-hmm. throw in Away We Go.
0: I would. Um, I would almost, without a doubt, have to pick a horror movie. Uh, For a
1: morning after.
0: Have th- you seen the girls that I've been? <laughs> okay.
2: And you're still, oh, and you're still oh, going oh, with oh. your
1: move. <laughs>
0: <Sure>. <laughs> but that's it. But it would have to be, like, and I'm thinking like it would have to go like whimsical horror movie uh, as 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 much as one exists, or at least a funny one like Army of Darkness. I think would be a very like. That's not really horror. <laughs> it's, it's like horror comedy on the comedy side. Maybe, I would say it's horror comedy on the horror side like they're like what go like ash is very funny but the rest of it like plays possessions and straight and whatever like i think we think of it as much more of a comedy because we watch a lot of horror oh nobody I, really I, thinks army of darkness is horror it's so goofy but then by that by that <laughs> logic but by that by that logic nightmare on elm street is not horror because freddy's cracking wise the whole time no so. that's horror comedy on the horror side
2: those are people screaming in fear for their lives there's no one
1: right they, there's no one nobody really dies in army of Darkness. They're all hands. I guess. Uh, he fights an evil, a little version of himself that's evil. Yeah, a bunch of them.
0: But that's what I'm saying. But but, it, but it's still, like, I think it would be important to be, like, it's in the horror vein that I feel that I would have to play. Uh, the other one would maybe be Cabin in the Woods. Like, for similar purposes. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's of, a that's deep, a that's of a
1: deep pick. And, you know... The,
0: I, I, but, but here's the deal. If they're not into it, then I can save myself a bunch of time, because whoever's not into Cabin in the Woods, I'm like, well... <laughs> I'm like, you're not the person for me.
2: hmm. I feel like those are just like, hey, look at this thing I have, rather
0: than like, And if they're not into it, then I don't want to be with them. Sometimes the morning after is the
1: correct call is like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off that everybody's already seen, you know? So if you want to go do other things, you could do that too.
0: Mm -hmm. I guess so.
1: Right? Like picking something that's like your favorite movie, you now put the expectation on the lady that she's got to watch that and pay attention if she hasn't seen it before and decide
0: if she likes I you. I think Army of Darkness is probably the safer bet. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I, let's be real, I don't see myself sleeping with someone who hasn't seen Army of Darkness. But you just did. I, but, I, but I didn't. She could have seen it before. Like, I'm not saying I have to introduce her to Army of Darkness the morning after. Saying <laughs> I'm gonna put on Army of Darkness while I wait for the food order. I'm
2: gonna say, mm. I'm gonna say there's nothing wrong with an early morning watch of speed.
0: Wait, hang on. I, I misheard <laughs> you. I thought you said there's nothing wrong with that kind of early morning bump of speed. I got <laughs> real <laughs> real confused. And I was like, see Scott gets it. <laughs> this is the kind of girl I'm bringing home.
2: If the bus drops below fifty miles an hour, the, the bomb will yeah. go off.
0: Exactly. That's that's it. <laughs> Speed two is my <laughs> <laughs> Speed Two is my movie that I put on <laughs> every morning. Oh man. It's my alarm clock. Like it goes off at four on. in the morning. <laughs> so stupid. Um the Knives Out though. Yeah.
2: I, I love Knives um, Out as a mystery movie because there was no revelation that was like not made available to the audience. Like The stuff they yeah. showed at the start of the movie was actually mm-hmm. what had happened, and yep. you didn't feel lied to or, or upset, or they didn't change the rules of, of the crew. And
1: that's all a big yeah, deal. A lot them. of these mystery movies, they, they lie to you on the screen, right? They like show you something that doesn't work out the same way, and it's uh-huh. dirty filmmaking.
0: Yep. To throw a, a spoilers warning on top of this discussion, because I don't think... You can really talk about a mystery movie without maybe accidentally spoiling a thing or two. Don't spoil it. But I, I, I'm just throwing the spoilers warning. The movie came out like a year ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just if you've had time to see it, it's now on even Amazon Prime Video. Like, it's there's, it's even on a readily available streaming service. Yep. But like one of the one of the things is I found that when you're watching Knives Out, you're almost the the mystery genre of it has done so much lying to us as viewers. That you're being like, maybe the guy isn't really even dead. And like yeah. in the act it's gonna and then you're like, no, 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 he's dead. Yeah. And you're like, and we need to figure out the circumstances of his death. But like the, the there's you've been so conditioned, like to Scott's point, of like something going on behind the scene that the film isn't just showing us that you would not have been like oh yeah you're
1: second guessing that shit all the way through yeah
0: and and you wouldn't have been surprised if the guy came and walked out alive because that's what the genre does these days like you know and you're like that's how i I faked my own death and you're like what how like the movie didn't instruct this you're like no the movie not only does the guy is the guy really dead early in the film he you then walk through this like the exact specific death On death. on camera And that also doesn't turn out to be any real like subterfuge like it's like what happened in that scene happened yeah. exactly as they said through the circumstances leading up to that scene was the mystery but it's like every time it like gives you facts it delivers them as facts and and at no point does it like undo the scene
1: okay so but then the four major characters in the story or five you said, pretty much are like the three kids right all of whom are suspects mm-hmm. yep then there's the main investigator guy, and then there is the girl yep. And I kind of didn't like any of the three main kids who are all murder suspects. That's kind of by design, you know, like they're supposed to be kind of antagonistic to each other and whatever. But Mm -hmm. then I kind of didn't like the investigator either. He was really smarmy and, and, I don't know. Did you? I didn't, did you hear? So I kind of didn't care. But they kind of all are though. Like when you think of the the Hercule Poirot's and the like. Yeah, they, I know, I know. And it's like traditional to that style of storytelling. The the like, particularly Hercule Poirot has all the like weird mannerisms and and shit. I don't know. I found that too much. Did you hear Ryan yeah. Johnson's like bartender pitch for the next Knives Out movie? Okay,
0: mm-hmm. so there's going to be another one apparently, well, right? Like he's
2: writing it and he's thinking about it. it it's, not yeah. a, it's not a. It's uh, not. Daniel Craig would come back, play the same character as the investigator, completely different accent, unexplained <laughs> for no reason, unexplained.
0: No <laughs> more of that. Well, he, it, he, it is a bad accent. Let's like. Yep. Let's be was raised. it? A
1: lot of people said that it was. They were like happy with it
0: and surprised, and t- it felt a little off to me. I I mean if if it was a um I guess a like some what what is he like he's supposed to be from Louisiana or something like I don't know southern you call that american uh, southern kentucky gentleman yeah 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 like it, it might be a very well done kentucky accent but like his mouth making those that accent just it was there was like there was like dissonance yeah cuz it's James <laughs> like bond yeah, my brain did not accept that accent coming out of his face. <laughs> it's rough to criticize them, though, for that. They, You know, at
1: least they were I trying. He could have been of...
0: British. It's, it's easy to criticize. Yeah. He just could have been a British investigator. He's not even a cop. He's just a private investigator. He doesn't need a jurisdiction or to be from a state. He could have just been British. Yeah. Ryan Johnson was,
2: like, saying South African or Californian or just for no reason. Just just that that will be the thing of the movies. He does each really? case with a different accent.
0: Has a different accent every time. Uh, we did not rank knives out, or we no. did, and, and, and John didn't rank it. I don't know. Oh yeah, I might have not
1: filled it out. It's, I'm a couple of weeks behind again.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know he's got that sabbatical to do. To... Take on my take on my time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would rank it pretty high. I'll, 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 have we have we talked about it? I don't know if we got around to this or not. The whole uh, that it was a response to the Last Jedi. That was the yeah, the Last Jedi. Response to what does that mean? The, that he wrote Knives Out uh, in large part due to his experiences of uh, working on The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. the reaction from the studios, the reactions from the fans, the reactions from all of that. It's a uh, see, whereas, the, like, if you the, the, the story goes and it's been apparently like slightly corroborated in a couple of interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that. For, and, and it's absolutely not like, oh, this is you need to read in every single solitary line, but it was just experiences of. You get something that's like say whatever a million dollars right like you're like you get Star Wars and then all of a sudden every single solitary person has a different opinion of how you're supposed to do it coming from the studios coming from this coming from that and you're just like I just kind of want to do my own thing and apparently all of the uh, that whole that whole experience of working with Star Wars became the uh, the house uh, not the housekeeper the nurse um, basically uh, inheriting the inheriting the fortune and then just having to deal, like having to navigate everybody just telling you how you're wanting a piece, but also how you're supposed to do it. Like from fans to the studio execs to everybody. Like yeah. it wasn't like, that was the whole, the whole thing, which I mean, I think uh, I don't, if that is actually how it is, I don't blame him for being a little bit bitter. I feel that like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he got hosed. Like it was not a, it was one of my favorite of the, uh, postquels whatever sequels but it was still was not great and like no, and it was a total go, disaster but if you, you go, if
1: you go and you look at alien 3 it feels a little similar
0: yeah exactly that's it and i mean and also like when you look at his body of work and his body of writing
1: it's nothing <laughs> did, like that
0: yeah yeah and you know like he did real good stuff before and then he did knives out after and then you have this one honking piece of shit in the middle and you're like oh it was probably ryan johnson's fault you're like
2: was it though? <laughs> You're like
0: yeah. it's super weird. It's
2: super weird coming out of Disney, considering you know they let James Gunn put his stamp on well, Guardians so- and then let Taika Waititi put his stamp on Thor. And you know, but the
0: thing is, so you those two things. There, there's two things about that. No one gives a shit about the Guardians of the Galaxy, and no one really cares about Thor that much. People care about Star Wars. No,
2: but, you can but give. People, me, you can people give came like, out of those movies and were like, hey they were great they were really good yep.
0: but but the thing is but they didn't have a deep seated connection to childhood and the guardians of the galaxies so people went into those movies with kind of an open mind so they could let these fun movie maker types have a little fun with them and they weren't like star lord would never say that you know like no they don't know what the hell star lord would even say so you got to just for most moviegoers they were seeing these characters as like new yeah
2: but they're not and- they're not immune or were completely removed from the critics. People saw what they said about Iron Man 3. People saw what they said about Thor 1 and 2. Oh. Like They they knew yeah. that if you let an auteur have a, a little a bit of room, that people would respond to it. And Thor 3 made a lot more money than the other two Thors, because it was a better movie, because they let Taika Waititi do... Taika Waititi thing.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, I bet I mean, and that's that's the exact point, though, is that because it was on a side piece and it wasn't a numbered Star Wars film sitting in the middle of the trilogy, they probably let Taika Waititi and James Gunn do a lot more than they let Ryan Johnston do on Jedi. Like, period. I I I don't see any other way around it. And I mean, and they've even said there there was a whole other version of the uh, Rise of Skywalker or whatever else that was about the the war profiteering and all that stuff. And like Ryan Johnson was clearly in the process of making that movie and setting it up. And that went nowhere because they were like, Oh no, people didn't like it. Bring back JJ and bring back the emperor. And that was how they finished the trilogy. (laughs) Like whatever, whatever you want to say about last Jedi, it did have a couple of interesting ideas that then those ideas were thrown in the garbage and the emperor Palpatine came back. And that was how the movie ended. Like (laughs) period. I, I
1: don't know that I can agree with that. I'm not sure that it did have good ideas. I think all it did was shit on the other ideas and it shit on a lot of bad ideas, that were, and that was okay. Like, it shut down plot lines that were stupid. But I'm not so sure that it
0: opened good doors well, so for the third. Suppose, supposedly... The, the setup was, and, 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 like, and everybody, and, and I mean, I think that it was also, like it was a spin machine too, that they hung the failure of it onto to Johnson, and then they were like, we're bringing JJ back in to fix it. Yeah. As though he made those decisions, a and a board of execs and yeah, Disney just... and Star Wars and whatever else like that, just like, he was like just completely total like rebel filmmaker who threw this movie sneakily into, that movie was screened a thousand times before a thousand different people. Like people, yeah. everybody signed off on everything he did. Period. Like yeah. it had to be. Like it's. He's not some maverick dude who like. He's not a. He's not a Zack Snyder pushing for the Snyder cut of like.
2: <laughs> Ooh, that'll that'll be a good Disney Plus the Johnson cut.
0: It, oh yeah,
1: the Johnson cut of uh, of Jedi. Yeah. I'm way more interested in seeing a Johnson cut of Jedi than I am in seeing the Snyder, a, cut, the of Snyder cut of Jedi. <laughs> because <laughs> let's
2: because Rian let's Johnson, Johnson has done good movies and Zack. That's Snyder right. done a
1: couple of good <laughs> movies. <laughs>
0: Like at at like the best that you can say about Zack Snyder movies are like fun? Question mark. <laughs> like, and I like a lot of Zack Snyder I, movies. I
1: have the director's extended cut of The Watchmen. That's like three and a half hours long, and I've watched it more than once.
0: It's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the but anyway, so but supposedly the the whole thing of like where um, telling what's her face um, Kylo Ren and why am I blanking? Ray. On the, Rey, yeah, telling Ray that she was like no one or whatever it was cutting out the Skywalker lineage or the Palpatine lineage completely. Having them team up and kill uh, Snoke was just being like, also the Sith don't matter. And then having the, uh, the what, are you, what are you saying? We don't have billionaire really war profiteering. So that like the build was yeah. that in the third film, Kylo and Ray were going to be like this light side versus dark side thing is stupid and it's making billionaire. Monster war profiting companies that are bigger than the Sith and the Jedi now by like a freaking mile, and you have a Star Wars thing that kind of makes sense in twenty twenty. Like you know, you 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 suddenly have a story of like, wait, what what is even happening here? Like we're these magical ninja sword wizards, uh, and there's people who have like infinitely more power than us, manipulating off of the war, and that would turn into the big bad. I mean, be- sort of. That was like one
1: thread that was in that film. It's kind of hard to say that that was where it was all going.
0: Right? It was the, that, that Ray is nothing. Ray is just a powerful force user, which decouples you from the original trilogy. Okay. And then they kill Snow And and at the end of the second That's film... Okay, so
1: what I what said at the start was they, they closed down those stories, right? What were the yeah. new ones that were opened? There was like the kids. There was the war profiteering angle and...
0: That was pretty much it. So how does that move to the end of the trilogy is the war profiteering people are the bad guy. Kylo has taken off the mask. What happens in the third film? Kylo puts the mask back on and he's just like Darth Vader. Like they they walked it all back. Yeah. Yeah. Kylo was ready to be something else.
1: Well, my my point is that, yeah, it was, there wasn't a lot opened, right? Yeah.
0: Except the, for the, the billionaire war profiteering people who, right. you know, what, I, I'm, I'm not saying they necessarily would. Again, it's I think it's a little bit like the Snyder cut. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that it automatically would have been a much better movie and that automatically the ninth one would have or the. Yeah, the ninth one would have suddenly been amazing, but it at least would have been different. Whereas they walked back everything and then just made a piece of garbage in the third. Yeah. Right. Like, I, at least they were there was some effort in Jedi to make it different. Okay. And then instead, they just delivered a complete by the numbers Star Wars movie, which was the worst. Uh, do we want to rank Knives Out? Sure, I think we, we should. Busy. Jump, jump, jump. Um,
1: I kind of let's go. I'm going to start off Murder on the Orient Express at 69, the Kenneth Branagh version. I feel like Knives Out was good. It had successful parts, but I feel like it did not totally assemble.
0: I think it can go higher. You know, like I, I, get, I see it at least into sneakers territory mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh. Uh, I could see it oh, man. I think we once again need some need some uh, some tweaking on this business I per- personally I see it uh, either above or below X machina hmm. it's kind of where like X machina and knives out exist in very similar like head goodness in my brain and I can't see it like like above that I can't see it like touching like in Bruges or whatever like
2: I'd rather watch Knives Out again than Arrival
1: where's Arrival? Arrival was not as smart as everybody seems to claim it it is I don't think Denis Villeneuve was
2: I've tried to muscle through Blade Runner twenty forty nine a couple of times, and I'm just like,
0: really, it, sir, it's great. That's crazy. I, I mean, it's I, a oh,
1: visual feast in addition to being intellectually stimulating. And
2: again, I love cyberpunk. It just, I don't know, it doesn't get its hooks into me at all. Wow. So I don't,
0: I don't know if that's a real I mean, I, in, in either of my two rankings, I had it above mm-hmm. Arrival. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it goes above or below X Machina. Yeah. Above arrival in either place. But I think that is the right kind of zone.
1: Alright. Well I'm I'm that's that's a that's about where I would have put it. Yeah. Sure. I would have yeah.
2: I would put it above X Machina. I think it's more fun.
1: Cool. It is more fun. I mean that's that's not hard.
2: And and <laughs> no, but fun factor in the movies is, is something we don't always
1: That's true. I mean I don't think X Machina no. was a was a fun movie.
2: Like I think it was no, a good movie.
0: Better. You know, with hackers at twenty two, mm, that's <laughs> like, true. Hackers <laughs> is riding on pure fun fact. I literally, I quoted hackers this weekend. Like, where I was just like throw it in the trash. Like my rights, my rights in the trash. They're in the trash. This whole thing is trash. So I was like, what are you saying? I was like, should the the, the USB here? Not the USB, the floppy disk is in the trash. This is pre-USB, my <laughs> okay, man. Exactly. That's what the it. fuck is a <laughs> USB stick? I got a floppy. <laughs> three and a quarter inch disc is in the trash. Oh man. Um, do we want to close with cats?
1: We can. We should. I'm there. So obviously cats was a disaster. I don't need to shit on this thing to, to, in, in, to like add to the tide of venomous hatred that the internet has spewed about this film. But I will say that the hatred is completely deserved. This movie is not fun. The songs are not fun. The actors are not good. The dancing is not good. It's all a distracting, terrible mess. The, like, animation happens out of – this is, like, such uh, an easy thing to fuck up, but I feel like this is junior grade animation where, like, one part of the animation is is small and in perspective and far away. And another part of the animation is big and close, but the perspective ratio – is not correct to how far away they are on the screen. So like somebody looks too small in one shot. And then in the next shot, they look really big next to the next person because the animators couldn't be asked to make the perspective properly. Not, not
0: couldn't be asked. Yeah. So so there's a story there. Well, but but apparently it was the animators were like, this looks all wrong and whatever. And again, this is one of the things I was talking about when I saw it. And I'm John having just watched it, I'm sure you'll kind of agree this is pure like it needs to be hung on the director in the worst possible way because when you said like oh like the dancing is bad I'm like not true there's like the the a world class ballerina does yeah. like a full amazing piece on point that then is not shot to show her footwork yeah right like you see her face and you're like this is a I forget what her name is but like is the, you can look her up is a world class ballerina doing that same thing with the the tap dancing cat
1: Well, what's amazing about that whole story is that Tom Holland the director has in his in his pocket. Um, the Les Misérables, the the film adaptation from 2012 that I saw and I thought that was pretty all right, like that was a that was a reasonably well received film. The King's Speech, which I do believe won an Academy Award or was yeah. or was like shortlisted,
0: if not. Yeah. Um, I mean it won Academy Awards. I know that like for the acting and stuff like that. Like, uh, didn't the uh, the guy so who. He has pedigree. He has like, pedigree.
1: And it also, supposedly, this was going to be fully animated until he got on and made the call that he wanted real actors. Well,
0: and, that, and... and that was apparently about the, the weird, uh, like, dissonance, disparity between the set and stuff like that, was apparently that he wanted it to look like a set, because that's kind of how the Broadway stage show looks, where, like, the, the <laughs> doesn't quite line up. Like, a, a boot or something is on the, like uh on the stage but like the boot is like as tall as yeah. a human is right and you're like and that's not this, like a cat is bigger than a boot <laughs> you know like it, well, it, nothing
2: but, no, but that's
0: what know. they're trying to do yeah and exactly they were they they they, they screwed up apparently the, like because there were some animators that worked on it the comments were like, we did exactly what was told of us and we were all being like this is looks like garbage and they were like no it's gonna look like a stage set
1: yeah well, so I thought that came out in the in the film. Like when you it feels theatrical, it feels like you're looking at a stage. A lot of the shots like the camera goes back to the same position over and over again to to give you that feel. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that is a good choice for the film. You know, like a movie, a film, you, you have the opportunity to, to go and Dracula. do
0: more. You can get more out of the visual image. And um the other film that did that was Bram Stoker's Dracula and it looked weird as hell too, right? Like Yeah because <laughs> like, Coppola wanted it to look like a stage show. And you're like, why is everything so weird in Bram Stoker's Dracula? Because it's yeah. supposed to look like a stage set. The other one was this. I I think the thing about the movie, uh, and I guess, I don't know, that, that, that bugged me and that, I guess, John, you don't really have a frame of reference, mm-hmm. was um, how, I know you're not a fan of musicals, but how flat the musical performances were. Like, like, just, even if you just like had your eyes closed and were ignoring the atrocities on stage, the songs weren't fun and the performances weren't fun. Like, I found a lot of the like, it's. I think it's like back to back to back. Uh, Rebel Wilson, um, what's his name? British guy, and then she was the, the Chubbo
1: Kitty, and then the the next one
0: was from Tom Tugger. Yeah, Who's oh the. James about, really I know all of these are right. not from not the film, sir. I've seen, I've, I've seen multiple productions of this, but yeah, but it was like three songs that I like, guess the first three songs of the film yeah. that if you go see, and it's that, that's the order of the Broadway play. And it's like, they're three of the most like catchy pump up, whatever songs. So that if you just watch them on stage, you're just like, we, but all of them are just like boring, even musically. And I, and I like the singing. I didn't catch that and it kind of bums me
1: out because like if you were going to appreciate this on any level, you know, try and do it on the musical level, you know, for yeah. the musical be fair in that regard to the artists here. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just yeah, the visuals watched- were so terrible. They were distracting from the.
0: Yeah, like I watched uh, like just to, to even remind myself because I was like, how how in, in my head and crazy am I about cats? Uh, I watched the, like one of the, like the Broadway supercasts or whatever at, at the whatever hall. So hold thing. on, you went right. and
1: watched more cats on purpose.
0: Well, yeah, they were doing a thing. In, uh, during, during pandemic called the show must go on where they had like these limited releases on YouTube of like really, really high, like 1080p films of like famous casts doing various Broadway productions. I watched like kind of the opera that mm-hmm. way. Cat. And I was like, I'm going to watch the cats one. Cause yeah. I was like. I like the sound, like I know all the songs or whatever. And I just saw this film and I was like, absolutely. Cats is batshit insane. Like even, even done by the best, like by the best Broadway has to offer, whatever you're like, it's still complete lunacy and a bunch of people in cat costumes dancing around and singing about their names. But the like singing was so much better. And subsequently the dancing looked better too, because it was shot like a Broadway film. So you got to see people, dancing and jumping. And like, it wasn't even that like the dancing was amazing. Cause the stupid film was choreographed by the Hamilton choreographer. Every, yeah. there was so much. It's that's, it's why I just, whatever. Screw Tom Holland, in my opinion, Hooper, like Hooper, Tom,
1: Hooper. Tom Holland is Tom, the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Right.
0: Also, I see Tom Holland, uh, direct a child's play. It's on my screen. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a switch. I went from child's play to cats, <laughs> but yeah, it was just that there was so much, I think talent that he just squandered like I mean absolutely the the talent on scene after scene after scene acting the actors are good they should the singing should be good you should be able to hire the best musicians to make whatever rendition of the song you want possible you have a Taylor Swift original song you have uh like world-class ballet dancers you have Hamilton's choreographer you have world like it was an expensive animated film like a, a real budget on animation and you just made trash what was your favorite song I will say that I recall the
1: Mccavity song.
0: Oh,
1: that's a Wait, good. That's good. I don't I know. Saw I, baby.
0: Yeah, Ian McKellen.
1: Yeah, he was like the old kitty. Yeah,
0: he was so and he had like the palsy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I saw him be old in a movie where he was playing Sherlock Holmes, obsessing about bees. mm Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I got my my uh, quota of old Ian McKellen <laughs> satisfied <laughs> by that movie. Did, did
2: you see With, the Apt Pupil? because that, that, that one might spice up your
0: old Ian McKellen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did, did any moment entertain you?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can... But it entertained me from the perspective of trying to understand how this thing got made you know in that sense it was like engaging from minute one to minute zero and i will say that there are many minutes in thanatomorphos or in salo that don't even provide that level of entertainment because <laughs> the answer is so obvious whereas in cats it's such a mystery like why would you choose this
0: <laughs> right? i told you about sam's quote about it right okay. So towards the end of the movie, uh in that scene where it's like they're coming out uh into the into the street or whatever, and they're 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 going through talking about Jellicle cats and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was watching that and she's like, all I was thinking about was she was like she's like, I wonder what's next for movies. She's like, Movies can be anything now. <laughs> <laughs> you could just film anything for like an hour and forty minutes and, the, and
2: put it into movies. And the answer to her question is the end of movies.
0: our movies are now over (laughs) oh man but yeah but it it does really like how bad like i know it did bad but like it made some money no right i think i think there's not a
1: hope in hell that it made money i bet you that they they went over budget on everything
0: shirt played internationally
1: yeah Yeah, but to empty theaters
0: 75.5 million on a budget of 95 like, okay, okay. That's that's the budget that they're declaring of
1: 95. There's always advertising and other crazy shit that goes on top of that. Yeah, to, and they also have you know,
2: to reshoot or re-edit a bunch of the movie after the first week it was out.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, there, was, there, was there was video uh, errors. On December 21st, 2019, a mere two days after its release, Universal Pictures announced that they would be releasing a new version with updated CGI. Like, that,
2: two they days.
0: Were, apparently, there were, there were editors... Or, like, and, and animators and whatever, like, cutting and editing the film while literally people were, like, walking the red carpet to the premiere in LA. And then they did, like, a high capacity, like, data transfer into the theater. Like, while the red carpet was going and people were asking questions, apparently, like, the film was still being, like, mashed together. Yep. Oh, what a hilarious thing. Uh, See,
2: that happens, but New Mutants keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. That
1: movie was the thing is, *New Mutants* doesn't yeah. have the like pedigree that *Cats* does. In in like the Hollywood, we're gonna make some money kind of kind of guy world. *Cats* ha- is a brand that has reputation. People yeah, will so go and see it, and nobody it's understands highest,
0: *Cats*. Highest grossing Broadway films like of all time, with exactly. one of the like longest runs of all time. Like it, it's, it's so nonsense. So
1: you're then- you're like a Hollywood bankroll guy. You go and you watch *Cats* as a musical, and you're like, I don't fucking get this. Okay, whatever. They're gonna make a movie. We're gonna make millions. Yeah. and there you go
0: yeah yeah but it only made 27 million dollars domestic though that is crazy on
1: a 95 million dollar budget yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. man! It, open, it opened it opened at 6.6 6 million dollars the opening weekend
1: Woo. unreal
0: that's tom and that's, hooper and that's with the closing with and that's like a christmas release and it's like it's a family-friendly musical thing like whatever, dench like.
1: ian mccallan idris elba Rebel Wilson, like all names a-listers front to back yeah
2: Taylor Swift. Right. She's got an army of people who will go see anything she does, and they were just- brand
1: new songs written by Andrew Lloyd Webber.
0: Brand new songs. She wrote the, I thought Taylor Swift wrote the brand new song
1: with Andrew Lloyd Webber.
0: Oh, man. So its biggest opening. Just hang on. Let's let's uh, the biggest opening outside of America looks like it was the UK, obviously, and they Andrew Lloyd Webber. Ranked two is Germany. Okay. It they made a million. Like, they do like make,
1: unreasonable punishment in Germany.
0: It drops off real fast. It was like it made a million dollars opening, and then two million dollars total. It was just like, oh, like, like word got out. Germany was like, "Get out of here!" Like just. I like. Yeah, like it. Did, I like. It made it, four million dollars in the UK, and then made fourteen million total. Like it did.
2: I like to think in Germany that it only opened in fetish theaters.
0: Wow. <laughs> I mean, that may be the case. In what it did pretty well in Japan, you guys. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, if you were to pick a uh, Asian Pacific country that it did better than Japan in, like it, like we're talking Thailand, opening the Philippines. Nope. Nope. Mm. This is amazing. So South Korea, better check it out. So in Japan, it made two point four million dollars opening weekend, and then made a lifetime gross of twelve point two million dollars. Mm-hmm. So like it made another ten million dollars on its run in Japan. In uh, South Korea. It made five million twenty-nine thousand dollars opening weekend. Made five million four hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars gross. Mm-hmm. So holy crap! Did the like the bottom fell. Everyone in South Korea saw it and then told everyone else not to see it. it like it made opening weekend. It made five million and then it made four hundred thousand dollars more for the rest of its run. <laughs> I was like. So many people went to go see it that then they just told everybody else, "Do not see this film." The, the top review in IMDb is: "This is what the people in Bird Box saw." <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah I how do you how do you rank it? Like, like I, I've been thinking about ranking this thing for eight months now. I, I saw it in theaters. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I, it's going to end up comparatively high,
0: but no. Because like, it's
1: just, all it is, is miserable and boring and stupid. It doesn't,
0: it isn't, you know. I see it so low. Like, I mean, like, like for instance, when you're just, like, like it has to be below, for instance, the room. me. But, like, it has to be below, yeah. I was going to say, but, like, it has to be below Xanadu. Yeah. Because at least Xanadu had some fun roller skating. Sure did. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, like I'm like, uh, the only thing I can see it, Xanadu did a lot be,
1: wrong, but 10 girls in short skirts and roller skates was not, you know...
0: Like, the room might yeah. be the right zone. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe above the room, I then it's a question, like, between the room and Xanadu is where I see it. You're putting like it I, above, hmm, yeah, I guess like Gem
1: and at, yeah, exactly. it, it's like I'm in the holograms. Yeah, exactly. It's like
0: everything below it is offensive. yeah like yeah so that's why i said between xanadu and the room like i said i would put it above the room it's then can it get above uh jason bourne batman and fantastic beasts
1: jason bourne is really bad guys it is but it's not cats bad there i uh-huh. mean there are levels my dude
0: but The the guys... thing the thing about, about <laughs> cat though is that if you're just like would you recommend it and like the answer is like no but yes, on drugs, <laughs> you know, like like there is a there is a way to recommend cats where you're like, it's crazy enough that if you're like high or drunk or whatever, throwing it on to go, what is even happening? Like there's like there's the what is happening level of entertainment. Yeah. Like And and, and I'm, I'm, I mean, again, I'm talking That's about a good angle it. to come at it from, but I still don't know it's enough to but there is, like I said, there is a way that I can tell you that you should watch cats.
1: I mean, I'm cannot... I
0: doing something else. Yeah, exactly, and just watch it with a group of people and just be like, you need to watch this, because you said, like, Jason Bourne and stuff was, like, boring, whereas Cats is not boring. No, Cats is boring. (laughs) But every every two minutes, it's like a new song, and you're like, what is happening now?
1: Yeah, but it's all the same stupid shit. It's not like it's a new song. It's the same song. Hi, my name is (laughs) Cat. Look at me. I'm going to dance. My name is (laughs) Cat. Ready for the new song. Hi, my name is also Cat. Hey. But now yeah. it's Judi Dench. Like, Hi, I'm a know? cat.
2: That's the quote for the the list there. <laughs> Hi, my name <Yeah>, is Cat.
0: <laughs> Look at the <me> dance. <laughs> uh, I also love that they're like they're like one of us happens to have crazy magic powers. Why the fuck well, this, not? Seems, this seems pretty unfair, and then they're like this other one's like I too have magic powers. <laughs> That's the end of the film.
2: <laughs> All right, it's going under Jason Bourne. It's not yep. <laughs> there's no why does he have magic powers (laughs) two hours of hi my name is cat look at me dance
0: (laughs) no one needs that oh man (laughs) uh it's so weird (laughs) memories of it it's so weird they had to animate down the size of idris alba's package
1: wasn't there also a thing about buttholes? They animated buttholes on all the cats at first, and then somebody saw it and was like, why the fuck did you do that? And then they had to go and take them all
0: out. They didn't really remove butts. They had yeah. the various level of hands and feet that were still there. There was the, Apparently in the original cut, like in the in the two-day, the cut that people only got to see for two days, there was apparently <laughs> a stage hand on that you'd see in a shot. Oh, that's so it's good. It's like a dude, like, it's like a banding, there's just like a guy just dressed completely normally in one of the shots. I'm like, how does that get through? Oh, yes. man. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think that was the 98th, everybody.
2: Hi.